Good afternoon. I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today, my guest is Raina Mayer, Professor in Soil, Water, and Environmental Science, and Director of the Center for Environmentally Sustainable Mining. Raina has spent years studying the role of microorganisms in the environment and has become concerned that microorganisms are a major force that's being ignored in discussions about climate change. Welcome, Raina. Thanks, Leslie. I am so glad to be here to talk about my favorite topic, microorganisms, and a concept that's coming on the science scene, the earth microbiome. So tell us, how do microorganisms shape our environment? Microorganisms not only shape our environment, they created our environment. They created the air that we breathe, and they keep the uh, Earth's surface temperature at a place where the Earth can stay habitable for humans and higher, other higher forms of life. So let me go back 4.5 billion years to early Earth. The atmosphere was 95% carbon dioxide and absolutely no oxygen. And microorganisms came on the scene at about 4 billion years ago and invented photosynthesis. So they used the carbon dioxide in the air to make food, and they uh, respired out oxygen back into the atmosphere. Until present day, we have 21% oxygen and only 0.04% carbon dioxide. We multicellular organisms wouldn't be able to live in the environment that you described from four billion years ago, and we're only able to live here because of these changes in the atmosphere. So we wouldn't be able to live for two reasons. One, we couldn't breathe the air. And two, the Earth, the sun has warmed up 30% over the last four and a half billion years. And the Earth's temperature would be 554 degrees Fahrenheit right now if microbes hadn't changed the atmosphere. We would be vaporized, basically. Um, and so the change in the atmosphere has maintained the Earth's surface temperature at an average of about 55 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is pleasant living. It sounds like disruptions, then, of the Earth's microbiome could be serious globally, um, have very serious effects. And that sounds a lot like what we're starting to learn about the microbiome that inhabits our own guts. Can you compare the Earth's biome with the uh, microbiome inside our human selves? There are several trillion microorganisms in our body. And if you took them all out and weighed them, they would weigh between one and two pounds which is about the same size as our other organs, our heart or our kidney or our liver. And similarly, scientists are finding that if you disrupt the human microbiome, you cause a disease state. Um, this has been related to diabetes, it's been related to asthma, and even mental health. Similarly, the Earth has a microbiome. All the microorganisms in its waterways and its Earth's crust, these are a quadrillion, quadrillion microorganisms. It's, it's a number that's almost inconceivable. But if you took them and weighed them, their mass would be bigger than all of the plants and animals on Earth. So it's very substantial. And scientists are beginning to believe that 
similar to the disruption you can cause in a human body, you may be able to cause a disruption in Earth's microbiome that may have consequences for maintaining Earth's habitability. As climate change occurs, how is it affecting the Earth's microbiome, this fragile microbiome? Well, so we are just starting to learn. We, there, there's so much we don't know yet. One great example is permafrost. As the Earth is warming up and permafrost is defrosting, um, we're releasing a huge amount of new food for microorganisms, and they are happily using that food, and this results in an increase in methane and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which may have an impact of enhancing or increasing the rate of climate change or global warming. And will the, the microorganisms be able to evolve to meet the, the uh, pressures of the new environment faster than we humans can? Well, microorganisms can evolve um, very rapidly, but we have to remember they have no vested interest in the status quo. Since they can evolve um, much faster than we can, they can, e they can adapt to higher temperatures much better than we can. We clearly need to learn more about what might happen with global warming. Where are you going? What's the current direction of your own work? We're really interested in um, using microorganisms to help reclaim disturbed lands. And this might be lands that have desertified or lands that are, are composed of mine tailings. And how can we get microorganisms to participate in the process of restoring vegetation on these um, disturbed sites? That sounds very important. Thanks very much, Raina. Thank you, Leslie. Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.